So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a special show for you today. It is the Wednesday news show. I got a new show that I've put together just for you based on very, very timely news for today. Yes, today. So we're going to try out this format. If you guys like it, we will continue it because there's so much happening with real estate news, real estate brokerages, things changing in the industry. That I thought a short news program every single Wednesday would serve the Rockstar Nation the best. Of course, Monday and Fridays will be our regular shows. And I'm calling this State of the Market. Hope you enjoy it and let us know what you think. Send us an email to info at rebusuniversity.com or simply go on to Facebook and go to Next Level Agents. If you're not a member, please join or... Just go to Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben. There's another one out there now. So go to Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben and join that too. Give us a comment. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Hey, Next Level Agents and Real Estate Rockstar, how's it going? Pat, how you doing, buddy? Good, Kevin. How you doing? Welcome, everybody, to the second official edition of State of the Market. This uh, last week's new show got a bunch of downloads. We had a great day download-wise and a bunch of comments on social media and about. And so we appreciate you guys being interested in this stuff. And we think it's good for you to know, you know, what is going on in the real estate industry. And it's also fascinating and indeed entertaining. So thanks for uh, co-hosting, Kevin. Let's get into the news. What is happening in the real estate news this week, 2019? My pleasure, man. Well, I'll tell you, we'd be remiss to not mention the the news that broke not long after we recorded the first episode, which is another CEO shakeup, uh, and this time at the biggest company on the planet, Keller Williams Realty, with Gary Keller uh, stepping back in as the CEO and Josh Team stepping in as the new president of the company. Obviously, that's that's big news for the for the real estate industry. Big big news. So first of all, you know a couple of things here that are are fascinating. Josh Teams, you know, I, I don't know how old the dude is. I'm guessing he's 32 because I know in 2016 he won an award that said uh, like top 30 under 30 innovators uh, in the tech field or something like that. So, you know, in order to be 30 under 30, you got to be less than 30. So let's say he was 29, you know, whatever. He's, he's low 30s, right? And the president of the That's largest real estate company. Like, like, wow, has this, I mean, has that even happened before, I wonder? I mean, that's big news. I can't think of it. I, I don't know how old, say, Mark Willis was when he stepped in as CEO or president of something. I mean, maybe 40 years old, something like that. 
Interesting. Yeah, there's no doubt that's that's young and quite the undertaking. I mean, that is a high stress role. You know, people think of that as you know maybe that's just the title. Is he a tech guy? But now, when you take on the title of president, there's a lot of responsibilities. And for someone so young, there's no doubt that's a lot of stress. I mean, anybody who's ever been around Gary knows there's a lot of accountability that comes from working with Gary directly. And uh, it's you know it's hard. Like there's no it's doubt about it. Million dollar salary job, I bet. I mean, it's a you know whenever you get paid that sort of CEO money it comes with a ton of responsibility. You're making a you're making a million dollars a year salary or more. You know you you know you you better be showing up early and leaving late. I mean, like you said, <laughs> and and working twenty four seven. Ain't no checking Facebook on that job. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a, might be an understatement, and no doubt about it. So. Man, lots of questions came from that. I got a ton of texts and messages, direct messages on, on Facebook, et cetera, about that change. And, you know, people wondering, like, first of all, I don't know, should I even care? Uh, does this affect me? Um, this was coming from people both inside the company and out. And let me ask you, like, what do you think about that as, if you, let's put your agent hat on, your agent, regardless of what company you're at, does this impact you? What do you think is happening? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, I think at the end of the day, you know, agents are worried about their transactions and, and their day-to-day stuff, the home inspection and the term right there. They're really not concerned, unless their CEO or the people running the company are complete buffoons, you know what I mean? They're not that concerned with it. You know, although, you know, certainly at Keller Williams, they do, you know, leadership is a big part of the company, like leadership, attractive, uh, having leaders that are attractive characters is a lot of what has made them grow. I can remember, you know, when I had a job as regional director, part of the training was you, you memorize the, or not memorize it, but, but I was new, I was from out, you know, not from that world. And, and the part of it was you memorize the leaders. The leaders are Mo Anderson, and, and this is what you need to know about Mo. And, and that was part of the sales pitch for me selling franchises, and it worked, right? So, but the challenge was when you have such attractive characters rather than like at some of these other companies I worked at, you know, I was at Remax for 15 years and I could care less at that time in that entire time, you know, who the CEO was, right? I mean, I knew Dave Leninger shook his hand a couple of times when I got the awards, but it really wasn't part of Remax's sales pitch to agents. Oh, our CEO is this person, but at Keller Williams, it, it is. And so what comes with that is when one leaves or gets canned or, or whatever the case may be, it's a little more sensationalized, I think, than when the CEO of, you know, Berkshire Hathaway uh, steps down and someone else. Am, am I making any sense? Yeah, no, I, I think it is. So it, to me, that makes me think of, say, like a mega agent team, to put in, to put in our terms as realtors, like a mega agent team who's built around, like, like, let's say, a name and a face, right? So a lot of big teams in the, in the industry, they're, you know, the Pat Hyben team, right? And it's all about, you know, Pat Hyben's brand, et cetera. And as opposed to, you know, say, like my team is, is not the Kevin Cox team. It's Group 4610. And not to say one's right or wrong, but that was the kind of the, the connection I was making there as you mentioned that. Yeah. And I don't really, I think your question of does, should I really care? You know, I think people do need a vision. They do need a leader, a leader that that's positive, that is moving in a certain direction to keep them from defecting, especially now more than ever before. 
but at the same time, I don't think it's a, a lot of people went negative. I saw some pretty intense discussions online, <laughs> right? And and you know, a lot of the people, a lot of Keller Williams agents are very happy about this, right? I think that at the end of the day, I think Gary Keller is more of an attractive character to the agents than John Davis was. I think John Davis was. You know, great guy. I know him, but you know, I think he ran, he, he rubbed people the wrong way because he was so massively accountable and pushed so hard. But uh, I think at the end of the day, there were some there were some negative comments about, oh, you know, why can't Keller Williams keep CEOs if all they do is teach? Uh, the one lady went off about uh, recruit select. It's like didn't Gary take recruit select, which is the the training platform for how to hire great leaders great people on your teams and you know i think which is comical but at the same time what i don't think that that lady knows or understands is that in big business in corporations the ceo role is not an ultra marathon it's not one of these things where you know you do four marathons in a day or whatever you know you're not doing this long long thing you know it's a it's a relay race right and then keller Williams, you had you know, certainly, you know, Gary started to struggle at one point in the thing and he brought in Mo Anderson and, and it exploded, right? Everything changed, right? And then Mo passed the baton to Mark Willis, I guess. And then Mark Willis cooked the baton and he, he ran the shit out of it, right? I mean, he yeah. ran it hard. He grew it. He At the finish line, he had a 10% bonus of the company, right? And he took it. He rang the bell, right? He got his 10%. Then he was starting to slow down, so, or whatever happened, you know, happened. And then so they put in Chris Heller and they put in John Davis. And then it, Heller ran it and Davis ran it or where they ran a baton together. And then, it, and then Heller passed it off. Davis. So you get my point. It's definitely a relay race. And you don't just see this at Keller Williams. You see this at all companies. There's always like someone who could do better and could take you to the next level and everybody has a ceiling and, and, and let me know if I'm making sense or you agree or disagree or whatever. Totally. You know, I think there's a lot of sense in what you're saying. And I think there, there's some stuff I, I would, I would definitely agree with. And I think there's probably other factors out there that we don't know about um, that we'll never know about. And quite frankly, it's probably none of our business, but you know, I think you make a, you make a very good point. You know, most CEOs, regardless of the industry, are not CEOs for a long time unless they're the founder as well. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I heard comments like, you know, four, four though, in five years, that's a lot. I, I would agree. That seems like a lot. One of the other comments I heard, which I would, I would kind of be inclined to agree with, is that get, with Gary and Josh moving into these roles, that's more in alignment with KW's desire to be viewed as a tech company for uh, talent attraction reasons, right? And probably for other reasons as well. There, so I, I, I could see that being one of the one of the motives, if you will, or primary benefits of this change with, with Josh being promoted and, and Gary stepping back in because, well, quite frankly, it's just a question I keep hearing and, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Amazing read. For agents who want to blow their business up, Six Steps to Seven Figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that if taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Gero215. Now, 
Do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to free6stepsbook.com. That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT to 444-999. That's text PAT to 444-999 and I'll send you a free book. You know what's neat? I want to talk about this a little. I don't. I want to go into downtime with this, but I, I think it's worthy to discuss. I'm good friends with Daniel Ramsey, who runs My Outdesk. They're a virtual assistant company. They they specialize in real estate agents. He has thousands and thousands of real estate agents that he has virtual assistants for. And this discussion was going on in online, and he really liked our our last show talking about Century Twenty One and Remax CEOs. And then he says, is it coincidental that next thing you know, the, the CEO of Keller Williams, and he says, it's really not. He said, Pat, you need to talk about this on your next show. And basically, he forwarded me an article from a dude named Ben Horowitz, and it's called Peacetime CEO versus Wartime CEO. And basically, what he says in this is the real estate, he's not, Ben Horowitz isn't saying this, but Daniel Ramsey was saying this along with me, is the real estate industry, when it comes to real estate brokers, is at war right now. Like there are more brokerages out there that are coming on that are new, innovative, that are ripping agents out from other companies, right? Than ever before, ever before, right? And it's true war. And then, and what this guy goes on to say, he says in wartime, a company is fending off an imminent existential threat, right? So that defines wartime. And would you say we're in wartime now when it comes to brokerages? It's pretty clear we're in wartime. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He says, such a threat can come from a wide range of sources, including competition, yeah, dramatic, dramatic micro, macroeconomic change, which is like rising rates, economy changing, market change, new disruptive technology, right? Which would be, you know, anything from whatever, comp- what, what Compass is doing, EXP, what they're doing. You know, all that stuff, right? That's new disruptive technology, supply chain change, and so forth, right? And so he said most management books teach you about how to be a peacetime CEO. They don't talk about wartime, which is interesting, right? And wartime, everything changes. He said peacetime CEOs focus on the big picture. Wartime CEOs care about a speck of dust on a gnat's ass if it interferes with the prime directive. Wow. This one, he says, peacetime CEO always has a contingency plan. Wartime CEO knows that sometimes you got to roll a hard six. You play craps? I do. Yeah, me too. I love craps. And, you know, a hard six is just a long shot is what it is, right? It's a long shot, but sometimes you got to do it because you're down. Yeah. So how do you think this is a hard six? Like what's going on in the market right now? What's a hard six? I mean, first of all, I think you just you just described what we're all experiencing right now when you talked about wartime, right? There's definitely technology changes. There's definitely higher competition. I mean, you know, you look at it, and, uh, and this is just – these are just facts. It's, it's not opinions. You look at KW. They, they had a net loss last month for the first time in years. They had a, in, a decrease in per-agent productivity year over year for the third year in a row, and – when you look at those things, I think it's easy to just go, yeah, that's the reason for the change. 
and I don't necessarily know, I don't believe that's the reason for the change. I think the reason for the change is what you just mentioned. Now, whether that was John resigning or Gary going, no, it's wartime and I got to step in. It's clearly wartime. There's no doubt about it. When you look at the compasses and red fins and everything else that's going on in our world, and then forget about and even the non-brokerage models, you know, the Zillow's and open doors, offer pads, et cetera, there's wartime going on, or certainly at least people believe it by all the definitions of which you just stated. And so I think we're seeing all these companies, Remax, you know, Century 21, Religion on some levels with some of their strategic moves that they've made. It's I think it's wartime and probably they do care about the dust on a gnat's ass, I believe is how you put it. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, well, Gary's Gary's been more involved and more engaged than in the past, you know, 15 years. He's highly engaged. And, that, and it goes to this one. It says, peacetime CEOs know what to do with a big advantage. And I think that Chris Heller and, and, and John Davis both knew what to do with a big advantage, right? Wartime CEO is paranoid. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that one before. So wartime CEO is paranoid, which would... That would make sense to me why you'd want it, your your captain, maybe not constantly paranoid, but paranoid overall about the industry and the way things are happening. That, yeah, that got, up. Captain's got to get the wheel of shit, man, because it, it is true time. You know, it's kind of like having a real estate team, right? And this is on a small level, but, you know, you're hiring people. And, and I deal with this problem in, in other businesses I've had. You know, nobody can do it right. Nobody could do it like you. You're like, it would be... You know, it just doesn't, it's just not good enough. Firing people, moving through people, changing things, changing systems, whatever. And then you're like, ah, screw it. You know, I'm just going to do this myself. Nobody can do this as good as me. I'm going to just do this myself because I need to get in control at this point. And I think that's what it is. You know, wartime CEO is paranoid. This one, it says peacetime CEO thinks the competition, thinks of the competition as other ships in a big ocean that may never engage. Right? Interesting. CEO thinks the competition is sneaking into her house and trying to kidnap her children. Damn. Is this a book? This is a book or an article? An article that this guy wrote. He was talking about, you know, Google and Yahoo and, and stuff like that and different companies. But, uh, but then it, it got related to what's going on with Adam, you know, and with Nick at, at Nick at Century 21 and Adam at, at Dave Linegar stepping down at Remax and all this crap. And then it looks like maybe Adam uh, Bailey from Century 21 is going to go to Remax and, and start working at Remax. And is it possible or, or whatever? I could be, I'm getting the names mixed up or all together, but you know what I mean? All this oh, yeah. chairs that's going on, not just at Keller Williams, but in the entire industry, this massive musical chairs. Here's one that says, Peacetime CEO works to minimize conflict. Hmm. Wartime CEO heightens the contradictions. And that, that's exactly what Gary's doing. He's heightening the contradictions. What is the contradiction? We at Keller Williams are a tech company. That's I'm heightening the contradiction, right? I'm heightening what makes us different and what, you know, you know what I mean? And what makes Josh team different as a CEO. A, he's 32, right? He grew up with an iPhone in his hand. B, he's, you know, he, all he thinks about is tech. You know what I mean? Like heightening the contradictions. It's a time yeah. for that. Otherwise, you have no value proposition. I'll let that's you talk. That's very interesting. We're talking about heightening the contradictions. 
there's a certain there's a certain gentleman in Washington D.C. that is known for heightening the contradictions. And I'm certainly not a political guy, but when you said that term, that made me think politics right away. And I can't think of the contradictions ever being so high in the country uh, as they are with our with the current political environment. And same in our industry, right? And, and maybe it is for other industries as well. But there's no doubt the contradictions are heightened. I can think of a time that Gary said to me. I just, I need a fight. And if I don't have one, I typically will go pick one. That's just sort of my behavior. And it, it was a, it was a teaching moment. It was a lot, you know, obviously I learned a lot from him, but I thought that was interesting, uh, especially when you put it in this perspective in the context of peacetime versus wartime CEOs. I think that's pretty cool. The political, the political analogy kind of makes sense if you think about it, because like, you know, the, there were certainly the silent majority is the reason why Trump won. And, you know, they were like, it's time to get back in the driver's seat and, and take control because, you know what I mean? They felt they were losing control of the country and everything was way too politically correct. And too, it was going to be a socialist society. You know what I mean? Extreming. So they heightened, like you said, they heightened the contradictions. They won. Yep. It well, worked. You know, so I certainly don't want to talk about peacetime and wartime, et cetera, and CEOs, but um, talk about. One of the other things I thought was pretty cool, or at least I found interesting, just being a guy who, who uses video in his business, uh, was Remax making an advertising blitz uh, by providing a platform to their agents for video advertising, right? For them to create video and advertise it on. And uh, so I, I, from a company, from top down, they're going, hey, we understand video is important in today's uh, society and environment, and we're going we're gonna to bring you this tool so you can go on advertise your videos and hopefully create more uh, to go capture market share. I thought that was fairly interesting. Actually, I went on and I checked out the Remax platform and watched some videos on it, and it it's really easy. Like you could like it, it, you just pick the music you want. You pick you fill in the blank, and it makes a Remax business card. And then you can do whatever. You could say your state of the market. You could say whatever you want. Hey, you know, great listing with you, or great uh, meeting you today, or whatever. And it's like massively official and it looks like you spent, you know, you have a professional video crew with you, but literally it's like an app or, or something that's real easy to do. It was like in 15 seconds, you got a really cool video. So I it's definitely, if you're a Remax agent, you're not, and you don't start using that, you're foolish because we're in a world of video. Obviously me and you are on video right now. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like if you're a Remax agent, I'm taking advantage of that right away. There, there's no doubt about it. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999.
So, you know, one of the other things too that we were talking about was Home Services of America. That's the real estate brokerage that Berkshire Hathaway owns. Went and snapped up its own uh, largest uh, franchisee, or one of it. Maybe it was maybe it was the largest, or one of the largest, like seventeen hundred and fifty agent franchise in uh, South Florida. I think forty offices or something to that. What do you think that means? You know, first of all, I feel like I don't know anything anymore. So let me just kind of give that clarification. I don't. I don't think I'm as smart as I think I was, and and yet my first thought is they go. Okay, there's obviously a way here for us to create more profit for the company if we can own this. And so there's there's a value for it. And I don't know if that's a bet on the future or if that is just a bet on current times and valuations going, hey, we need to own more of our own stuff. You know, we talked about before, Remax has gone out and bought back some of their franchises. Uh, KW's bought back some of their regional franchises over the years. And so it's not like it's a new method, but uh, it's definitely curious for sure. Yeah. I also saw that, uh, and I think they fall under the same umbrella, Corcoran Realty out of Corcoran Real Estate, whatever the hell it's called out of New York, is franchising. Yeah. Yeah. So Realty, who, who okay, so technically it was NRT, owned Corcoran and has owned that for years and just operated it as, this, as its own brand, Corcoran Realtors in New York City. And I don't remember if there's a couple other locations or not, but NRT had kept it wholly owned. And now Realogy, who's the parent of NRT, has said, you know, we're going to start selling franchises of, of Corcoran, which, which I find interesting. To me, I go, that's probably a response to say like a compass. It's kind of that higher end, higher profile, yet still it's got, it's got that vibe of compass versus some one of their other luxury brands like Sotheby's, as an example. So I found that interesting. I'm curious how that's gonna how that's gonna work for them. Well, you wonder, you know, part of the value proposition there is is name brand, right? Because Barbara Corcoran on Shark Tank, yeah, and then she probably doesn't make a a red cent after she she sold the company like 15 years ago. So you, you know they've they've been able to ride the wave with her success on television and everything. So. And she probably doesn't care, right? Although everybody wants more money than they have, but she probably doesn't care. She's like, doing okay. But but they're riding her name, right? They would they would never take. And I don't know what the value proposition of Corcoran is. I, I don't know, but you know they would never change the name to Apex Realty, right? They you know they're going to ride that name, and it's going to be what would it be like if Richard Branson opened Virgin Real Estate, right? Or 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 something like that. They're going to ride that name. To the best of its ability, and people can, especially now in the Me Team movement stuff, and people can be like, "Oh yeah, you know, woman-owned business," which I don't even know if it is or not. Right? Well, it isn't, right? It's not anymore. But they're gonna, they're gonna basically, you know, use that to their advantage. I mean, am yeah. I think too hard, or do you think that makes sense? No, I mean, I listen. I've spent some time with the folks at Realty and NRT on that executive team, and there are some really smart people there, Pat. Like. Really, probably some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Got a lot of respect for Ryan Schneider, Ryan Gorman, John Payton, and, and uh, Rich Green, and that crew over there. They they've, they clearly are smart people, and who knows if it'll work. Only time will tell, but my guess is it's a calculated move. They clearly believe it will work, and uh, and only time will tell. If I had to bet on them or against them, I'd, I'd quite frankly, I'd bet on them. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, is there any other news we need to cover this week, Kevin? 
Yeah, you know, one last thing I wanted to get in, I know we're running short on time, was Redfin expanding its brokerage services uh, into uh, Toronto and Vancouver by, I want to say, end of first quarter 2019. So another tech-powered low brokerage fee, which we know about with their 1% listing, um, which has been here in the States for quite some time, they're now moving into Canada, which which I find interesting. And, you know, the, the Canadian market is obviously significantly different than ours. It's a highly competitive market. I know some of the best agents there I've interviewed, uh, like Sarah Kalki is one of them, uh, who I've interviewed for my podcast. Uh, and that they are, there's, there's some serious competition there. There's not nearly the number of realtors. I guess they wouldn't be realtors in, uh, in Canada. And so to see Redfin go in there, I'm interested in watching the results from this to see what their penetration is like and if they, have, if they can have the same sort of uh, trajectory in Canada as they've had in the United States. Well, like we said before, it's wartime. Yeah. <laughs> and the enemy is seeping in for these Canadian agents that are full service and full commission, right? You know, it's seeping in. The 1% listing fee is coming, guys. You know, they got to deal with it just like everybody else. I'm sure there's discount brokerages in Canada. They can't be the first discount brokerage but they might be the first discount brokerage that has a lot of money behind it yeah no doubt about it i mean if i mean they raised quite a bit of money when they went public so no doubt about it well i mean that's that's it for this week's news pat anything any other last parting shots that you have or, or should share before we end today no oh, man that was that was uh, very fast and furious and uh, very fascinating i love talking about this stuff it's so fun to do kevin so uh until next week and by the way Next week, guys, special guest Dave Falk will be co-hosting, CEO of Hello Alex, a growing technology company in real estate space. And Dave knows everything about real estate and loves this show and, and loves talking about news. So uh, that's going to be awesome. And then that's it. Keep your comments coming. Go to Next Level Agents on Facebook and uh, join the club there and, and throw in some comments. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, please, you know, spread the word on this news show too. And on, we have a YouTube channel if you want to watch this uh, like a television show at night after you get home. It's, it's on YouTube on uh, Rebus University YouTube station. So just, just Google my name or Rebus University, you'll see it. My, my mom might watch that, but the rest of you just know that I've got a face for, for radio. <laughs> so you might want to keep the downloads coming. Sounds good, Kev. See you next week. All right, buddy. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio, right on Facebook, and Join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. 
people ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.